Welcome to Brunch Gets Real, where we reflect on our mistakes from the past and share our advice on surviving life through our mid-twenties. So grab a mimosa and some avocado toast. All right, welcome back to Brunch Gets Real. Today, our topic of conversation is going to be toxic relationships. And Ellie is going to be joining us later, but right now we have a special guest. Hi, my name is Amanda. I'm Erin's twin sister. We brought Amanda on because why not? We needed a guest. Amanda's the perfect guest because she's my twin. And, you know, I figured... If anyone has insight into sort of relationships gone wrong, Amanda would be the one to talk. So, <laughs> I've only been in two relationships, but that's fine. Yeah, no, I don't mean that she's bad at relationships. I just mean that she's had a somewhat I would I would consider somewhat of a toxic relationship or at least aspects of a toxic relationship but we're gonna get into that I think to start I want to ask you what do you think a toxic relationship is well in my opinion a toxic relationship would be someone that constantly like undermines you doesn't really see you as an equal kind of like torments you in a way that makes you feel like you're not worth anything and shitty stuff yeah and someone that like kind of makes you feel like you can't leave because you can't get anything better yeah that's i think you nailed it on that one because i would probably describe it the same exact way i think it's a situation where the person you're with is no longer lifting you up and making you happier they're kind of making you feel worse about yourself and i guess your relationship as a whole So that would probably, that could honestly describe a lot of relationships though. So do you think that any relationship that's sort of going bad is toxic or do you think it like there's a specific type of person that makes a relationship toxic? I feel like if it's, if it's really toxic, I mean, you obviously have like the high end of the spectrum where it's like mental and physical abuse and you just aren't good for each other and then there's the low end where it's just the person's just not right for you and yeah yeah yeah, definitely because I think if someone's not right for you it's not necessarily going to make you feel like you're you, you you shouldn't feel trapped in the relationship yeah yeah like you could feel you you could feel like they're really good for you and you see aspects in them that are good but then when you really look into it you just when you think about when you're with them you just kind of are like uh do I really feel happy in this relationship right now yeah that's that's important to ask yourself because I feel like if you can't picture yourself three years down the line even four or five and you just cannot see a future with this person or let's say even like months down the line and you don't see a future with them then you should probably cut it off yeah yeah I do feel like I should have cut off my previous relationship earlier I just really it was my first relationship and I didn't know I didn't know what I wanted I wanted it to work so badly because I hadn't had a boyfriend beforehand and I just felt so great for having one and I just kind of let it go on for too long even though I knew it wasn't going to end up like in a marriage or you know yeah in a serious like a three years down the line type relationship because 
um, it ultimately like hurt both of us. But yeah. I think that's present in a lot of relationships though. People like feel like they want, they want it to work so bad yeah. because maybe they don't want to be alone or maybe they don't think they're going to find someone better or maybe they, there's parts of the relationship that make them super happy and they don't want to lose those parts. Yeah, exactly. And they don't feel like they can leave, but a lot of the times you got to really like dig deep and, and uh, like realize, is this relationship what I want it to be? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I, we didn't even introduce Amanda, actually. You're in a happy relationship right now. Yes. A very happy relationship. Going on two and a half years. There we go. That's awesome. They just came back from Hawaii, so I'm kind of jealous about that. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people asked for my hand when I, uh, came back from the vacation to see if I had a ring on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So her boyfriend pulled a really mean prank on me and some of our friends before they went in Hawaii. So I get this text from her boyfriend, and he says, so I'm planning on proposing to Amanda in Hawaii, and I need help with the proposal. I need you to help me figure out what to do for her. And I was like, oh, my God, are you serious? I was freaking out. I, like told I, I was like I was like kind of giggling in my room like trying to come up with cool ideas <laughs> and so I text him back and I'm like it has to be something with sharks because Amanda's obsessed with sharks it has to be you know this and it has to be either you give her like a shark tooth and the, the rings like wrapped around it or like <laughs> I don't even know if that can happen but or like open up the case in the yeah. shark cage like. or like have a shark bite her and then be like at the hospital when she's getting it all stitched <laughs> up be like just kidding this was all staged and I have a ring for you actually <laughs> or have the doctor come up and give you the ring right then and there but no I was like it has to be something with a shark and so then like a few, maybe like an hour goes by I don't know he um texts me and he's like I'm just messing with you I'm not actually proposing <laughs> and I'm like are you kidding me like that I was so excited but anyways so she's in a happy relationship now just thought I I would uh clarify that uh so I guess I let's start with do you think you were in a toxic relationship or do you just think that there were aspects of your relationship that were toxic yeah, toxic to me seems like a very strong word. It is kind of. But I do feel like there are aspects of it where it just made me not feel good as a person. Just, I felt like more of an inconvenience than a girlfriend. Yeah, and that sucks. <laughs> I mean, like, some of the things, some of the things that were happening was just like, I would ask for something like, like picking me up from the library at 2 a.m. or not 2 a.m. at 2 like, a.m. picking me up from the library at like 11 p.m. um because I was going over his place and he didn't want to pick me up because he would lose his parking spot. Okay, so like things that you know, if I guess I don't want to say like a good boyfriend should do, but if they care about you and they don't want you walking home alone yeah. really late at night in downtown Albany, yeah, then maybe they would not care about their parking spot and just pick you up. Yeah. So in that case, yeah, I can see where, like, being, just feeling like an inconvenience to somebody. Yeah, because, I mean, it, like, the, the reason why I also, like, kind of put aside everything in the relationship was because it was such little things and I just kept saying, oh, well, that's stupid for me to even even think that's, like, a big deal. I'm just going to push it aside. Like, that's just 
that's just their personality. That's just what they do. Like, it's not like it's anything huge, you know. I'm not. It's not big things. Yeah, I'm not like being emotionally abused, like yeah, or physically abused, like something horrible like that. Like that's why I kind of pushed it aside. But ultimately, like all of those things added up, kind of like. I realized after after a little bit. Well, yeah, I think one of the signs is like, you know, little, like even in a toxic relationship, one of the things to look out for is like not the big things that they do because those can happen. You can have hiccups in a relationship. It's like the constant little things are usually what get to you. Yeah. So like if someone, for example, is constantly telling you or making little jabs at the way you behave or like the way you eat or the way you look and it's like little things that they're kind of joking about yeah but deep down you like kind of take it to heart and you think they mean and it's sort of negatively affecting your view of yourself so for example with him you felt like you were an inconvenience because he wouldn't want to do things for you that you felt like um weren't that big of a deal that big of a deal at all yeah and he just kind of was being an asshole (laughs) because if i was on the other end i would gladly do it yeah for someone you love and care about yeah it's like words or actions speak louder than words yeah exactly yeah uh i think i don't think i've ever had a relationship or because i've only been in one relationship but i don't think i've ever dated anybody that you know was toxic or anything like that i just think maybe certain friendships i've had have been somewhat toxic Mm -hmm. I think, like, I'm trying to tread lightly because I don't want to mention too many details, but I think a friend that when you spend time with them and come back from hanging out and feeling worse about yourself or you come back from hanging out and you feel drained emotionally or mentally, Mm -hmm. that might be a sign that it's a toxic relationship. Yeah, I've definitely had a few – or, well, one friend. Well, I mean – I guess maybe a couple, but one in particular, I mean, I always felt like I was walking on eggshells with her and anything that I would say, I feel like she was taking it in and twisting it and turning it into something else and talking to uh, my other friends to kind of like behind your back. Yeah. To turn their backs kind of on me and not to sound like a drama queen (laughs) because I feel like everyone says that, but I I mean, I was, like, supposedly best friends with her all through the years of college. And, and, like, come senior year, I'd I'd found out that she was talking to one of her friends and flat out lying. About you? About me and, like, who I was dating, you know. And they, uh, they were flat out lying and I just was like, all right, I'm not being in this friendship anymore. I mean, how can I even trust someone after that? Yeah, lack of trust, that's like huge yeah. in relationships and lack of communication. Yeah, and and the friend had confronted me about it because she had these lies like told to her and she was telling me like, oh, so-and-so said said this, they said this, this, and this. And I was like, that is completely not true what are you talking about? And she's yeah. like, oh, that's weird. And and then I just I just kind of went from there. I was just, I was, I was so betrayed. I, I felt feel so like, betrayed. I feel like a lot of it on their part stems from insecurity. Oh, yeah, 100,010 billion percent. Like, if you're secure in yourself, you don't feel the need to spread rumors about your friends 
Yeah. Like where did, where would that come from? Or if you are, in, or you're secure in yourself, you have the like wherewithal to go confront your friend about the things that you think are wrong yeah. with them. Maybe they're true. Maybe they're not mm-hmm. like head, head on and just talk to you Yeah, and maybe solve these issues instead of going behind your back and yeah. talking to your friends. Well, whenever I did confront this person with anything, it would kind of just be like service level stuff. And We've then, all had those friends. Yeah, and then they would act, like, disinterested in the conversation. And then I would just kind of, you know, be afraid of saying anything else and, and just kind of left it at that. Oh, that sucks. Being around somebody who, like, doesn't seem interested in what you have to say. Yeah, it was pretty much every conversation. Uh, how did you do it? I honestly don't know. I mean, I felt I felt bad because I knew why they acted the way that they did. And, and I did want to make that friendship work because, I mean... I mean, I did like hanging out with them and like parts of me do miss hanging out with them, but parts of me also think back of the times where I just didn't feel like I could confide in them without them talking to someone else about it. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. You want a friend who you can trust and who will take your secrets and not go to the first person that they talk to. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. I just think, I think the signs are pretty obvious when in a relationship or friendship or whatever you are unhappy and you feel like you're becoming a different version of yourself around them Mm -hmm. and that's when you should probably get out and do you think that you're stuck in relationships if it's toxic like do you think it's hard to get out of a relationship friendships yes friendships would be very hard to get out of because especially if they're in a group of friends that you're in a group of friends with. Oh, because you could feel like an outcast. Like, what if you get outcasted? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could happen. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, but, like, relationships in terms of, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, or significant others, like, it would be, it would be, in my opinion, easier to get out of because, I mean, I've just always... I mean, I, I don't really have that much experience, but if I feel like I'm not happy, like, I'm going to get out of it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's it's hard because you, like we said, like, you feel you don't want to be single. You don't want to go back to being alone and not having somebody there with you all the time. Not like, necessarily that. I mean, the whole, like... Or you feel bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's basically, like, I was feeling bad. That's why I stayed You just in. didn't want to hurt their feelings. I didn't want to hurt their feelings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely that, too. Yeah. But I just think, I no matter what, though, I think you can get out of... There's a way to get out of it. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a way to get out of it. You just, you just cut it off. But, I mean, it's a lot easier said than done. Because think about your life after and think about how much better it's going to be. Like, that's kind of how, well, you have to, you have to be a little selfish, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. You have to, you have to know that you're worth more than whatever relationship you're in if you're unhappy. Exactly. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't even know how bad it was until my friends started saying it to me. Like, I would mention a couple things here or there and they wouldn't say anything. But like, once I confided in them and said, mm-hmm. hey, like, I'm feeling this way. Yeah. About this relationship. And they said, listen, like, we didn't want to tell you until you were ready, but he treats you like shit, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your friends were the ones to kind of, like, wake you up or, like, 
make you realize. They kind of validated what I was already feeling, and I needed that because I wanted to make it work. And I, again, it was like my first relationship. So I wanted to make it work, and I kept pushing things aside and saying, like, oh, that's fine, I'll deal with it. Like, oh, that's fine, it's just his personality. So them validating those things made me feel a lot better and, like, gave me that push to kind yeah. of to kind of break it off because I was worth more than yeah. that relationship. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's transition here. Uh, we do a segment called Date Night Recap, and I was wondering, because we always, we're going to try and get every guest to give us, I uh, guess, a bad date that they've been on. Doesn't have to be the worst date, but a funny, bad date. And <laughs> I want to ask you, have you been on any bad dates? Um, or weird dates, or like, uncomfortable? Yeah, I mean, I haven't been on many dates like first dates like the people that i have been in a relationship with i've already known prior you're one of those so yeah so date first dates not like, all of us can be that lucky <laughs> i've never like scrolled through tinder and went on like a first date with a stranger but when i when i was single um i did like hang out with someone at a bar and then like they stayed over and I woke up in the morning and had to... Ooh, they stayed over. Yeah, they stayed over, and I had to uh, <laughs> I had to go somewhere in the morning, so I was trying to, like, get ready, make breakfast, trying to leave my apartment, and they were still in my bedroom, and I got a text on my phone because I had it with me, and they were like, where are you? Because <laughs> I was in Did the kitchen. Did you leave me here? Yeah, they thought they thought I had left them in my own apartment. Okay, I can understand leaving someone else's apartment, but I would never leave my own apartment with somebody that I've just met. Yeah, it would be weird. Like, oh, just lock up. Yeah. I trust you. Yeah. So I was making eggs, and once I got the text, I went into my bedroom, and I said, oh, like, uh, sorry, I have to leave pretty much right now. I made breakfast. Like, do you want some eggs? And I guess they took that, like... A little too seriously, yeah. And thought that I wanted, you know, a little bit more. Because when you bake more. eggs, I mean, bake eggs. You don't bake eggs. When you cook eggs, <laughs> when you cook eggs, eggs, that automatically means you're married. Yeah, I guess in his eyes. So I was trying to leave, and I was saying, "Oh yeah, um, I need to leave now." So like, you know, get on your way. <laughs> um, <laughs> get out my house. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, where do you have to be?" And I'm like, "Oh, just on campus. I have to do a club meeting." And he's like, oh, okay, let me drive you. Because I guess he had a car downtown. And we, I was like, oh, no, like, that's fine. I'll just take the bus. It's totally fine. Because I didn't want to, like, spend any more time. <laughs> you were it just trying already, to cut it off. It was already so awkward. And, and he insisted. So I got in the car, and we were driving there. And, like, in the middle of the car ride, and mind you, uptown, I mean, the regular campus, it takes 20 minutes from from my, <laughs> my apartment. So I was with him for 20 minutes. So like 10 minutes into the drive, he started holding my hand. Just like casually sliding it over the center console? Yeah, he casually slid it over and started holding it. And I looked at him weird. Like, what are you doing? We're not at that stage yet. Yeah. And he just was like... Actually, I guess you kind of are. Like, isn't hold hand holding like first base? What's first base? I don't know. 
first base first base is like touching your leg or like kissing i don't know (laughs) second base second base is boobs i think second okay so first base is kissing yeah i think so second base is boobs third sex okay well no home run sex home run is okay i don't know thirds or oral probably what the hell whatever either way you guys said you're at the level of hand holding technically but the moment was just not right it was not no it was not a right moment and also how did you hold hands the entire time yeah i tried to like move away but he like and like hint that i didn't want to have him hold my hand but he like kept putting his hand in mine maybe he was (laughs) lonely I don't know. Maybe he just really needed to hold somebody's hand. Yeah. And then I went on a date with him because I, like, wanted to give him a second chance. And uh, we got food and sat outside at the fountain at our school. And he started talking about his dead grandparents on both sides of his family. It's uh, kind of heavy. Yeah. What is with... So that was we, the first topic. We talked about this in the last episode where about topics of conversation that you should not bring up on the first date. Uh politics you know uh guns was mine from the second episode uh i would say dead grandparents is another one mm-hmm. okay i mean all like that's really great for you i'm sorry that your grandparents have passed i know we sound maybe, like cold cold <laughs> bitc i mean i felt so bad but i was like why are you talking to me about this on the first it's date? just not the right tone yeah, it's, it's not the right tone for a first date it's something you say maybe on the third or the fourth maybe it pops up in a conversation but he just started with it well because there's you can't come back from it it's like you're talking about dead grandparents and then what do you immediately are you like just like so um do you like cheese too <laughs> if anyone knows that my quote, favorite scooter if anyone <laughs> If anyone knows that reference, uh, please comment because that's one of our favorite movies in the entire world. Hilarious. <laughs> okay, so that was an interesting date. That was your worst date? Yeah, I mean, there's probably more like strange hookups that I've had that have been funnier, but I guess the weirdest date was for sure that one. I think that was a good one to tell. I think it's relatable. I think the weirdest part was just that he held my hand for, like, 20 minutes and talked about his dead grandparents. What about the clamminess? I don't remember. Does he not care about clamminess? All right. Well, we're going to transition back into Elia because I think Elia has a cool date night recap that just happened. So I'm going to talk to her about that. And thank you, Amanda. You're welcome. I'm glad. I'm glad to be here. I really appreciate you helping me with the topic because I feel like it's really important. And I feel like a lot of people are kind of like stuck in a situation like that. Yeah. And might benefit from this. So, all right. All right. We're back with Elia this time around. Hey, guys. Uh, It's nice to be back. Sorry I wasn't a part of the initial uh, episode, part of the episode. I've just been bombarded with life. Uh, Football has been pretty crazy. So (laughs) it's been exhausting. But I'm glad to be back. Especially with this topic, toxic relationships. I feel like this could be an episode that could go on forever. Oh, 100%. Because it's a pretty big... I think it happens to everyone in some way, whether it's in a very like small way, like you said, 
parts of your relationship are toxic, but maybe the whole relationship isn't toxic mm-hmm. or you're in a full blown, like a really bad relationship. Um, in which case, please get out. Uh, yes. So, um, oh, so I have an update. So we'll do a date night recap. Well, I think Aaron knows pretty much about all of this, but you guys don't really know. I've uh, been on Hinge kind of on and off. Like I have the app. I just will go on it periodically. So I'll talk to people, but then I won't go on it for a couple of days and then I'll pick up on the conversation like <laughs> days later. So it's kind of slow. Um, but when I first opened it, I really hit it off with this one guy. So for whatever reason, I set my date range. So you could set up a, like not a date range, an age range, I should say of the ages that you're interested in dating on hinge. So I think I put mine for like 24 and then I think I did 31. 31. Okay. I went all the way up there. Good range. Yeah, I think because of I had my experience in Vegas with that 33-year-old, and I'm like, you know what? He doesn't seem like that much older than me. I think it's not necessarily the age, it's the maturity. Yes, I agree. And so I'll get into that a little bit. So anyways, so anyways, I matched with this, hit it off with this one guy. He just moved to West Hartford. Um, He's 30. Well, at the time, I thought he was 30. And um, he's an orthopedic surgeon and he's mm-hmm. and then uh he asked me on a date so we went on a brunch date <laughs> whoa yeah brunch date wait i feel like that's amazing <laughs> right oh my God. yeah so we went on a we ended up going on a brunch date it went so well we were there for a couple hours we just clicked and honestly i didn't feel that big of an age gap this is, was like my first experience dating somebody that's older. Honestly, it was so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, even like texting him and talking to him, I didn't feel like I had to worry. I wasn't questioning what his motives and intentions were because and texting him and other guys that were like 27, 28, it felt like they genuinely wanted to get to know me. Yeah. I didn't feel like they had ulterior motives or they were being like, I don't know, just the classic like 24-year-old guy. I don't know. That doesn't want anything serious. Yeah. Just kind of like messing around. Yeah, and is looking for something else. So I, it was really like, I'm, I, would, I loved it. So we're hanging out, uh, getting brunch, and he would kind of bring up, I think he felt like he kept saying that he's like, oh, he's such a, he's such an old man. And guys, he does not look old at all. He literally looks like he'd be one of us, 100%. Um, one of us, as if we're like a species. <laughs> I know. I'm like young. <laughs> one of <laughs> us. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, he just looked young. He didn't look, I don't think 30 is that old, to be honest. But anyway. It's not. It's not. It's just sometimes like the, um, it's all about the maturity level and also where you are in life. Yes, I think that's the key. And I think the reason why him and I, connected so much was he's in like a weird middle ground like transition point where he finished residency but he still doesn't have like his career like he hasn't started his career he is in like a intermediate position and for me I'm in the same way like I finished school and yes I'm working but this isn't like what my the rest of my life is going to be like and I'm going 
to school. So we're both on similar um, like phases in our lives. So the date went super, super well. Guys, also just to let you all know, this is like my first time going. I've been on dates in college, but it's just different. And this is my first time meeting up with somebody like from a dating app. So this is very like weird for me. I was leading up to it. I was so nervous. Like I was so nauseous because I was so nervous. Oh, that's happened to me before. I've gotten like literally I've almost canceled before. At least a hundred times. Like I, it's, it's crazy how nervous you get. It's scary because you've never met this person. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, what if they don't look like their pictures? What if like they're super awkward? Like you have all these what ifs, but... What if I'm super awkward? Yeah, that too. And what if I'm not what he thought I would be? Mm-hmm. You know, so all these thoughts. But as soon as like I walked in, it just, we, it was like normal. It was so fun. Anyways, so whatever. So then... Um, he was like, oh, we definitely need to hang out next time. Let's go out to eat Peruvian food because that's something that we talked about. How about next weekend? And I was like, okay, I'll let you know because I work next weekend. But yes, I'd be interested. And and then so I, I got home and then he texted me like, hey, um, I had so much fun um, hanging out with you. I am looking forward to getting to know you better and meeting up again. So for me, I'm like, oh, wow, he's, like, really interested. Like, again, I, I have no idea how this dating life works. I don't know if that's, like, the normal for people. No clue. But I was like, okay, that's a good sign. And we texted for a couple days after that in the rest of the week. And then that Saturday came where we had agreed to meet up. Um, he didn't text me. And at that point, I had already made plans with my friends. So, But I texted him. I was like, hey, I'm going out with my friends if you wanted to come. And then he texted me hey, I'm so sorry. I completely forgot we were hanging out today, um, but yeah. I already have plans. And I was like, <laughs> wow. That's, okay. what I think, boo, that's what I think about that. I just think if you really wanted to hang out with somebody, you would remember. Yeah. Or I was so con- – the thing is, it's like we were talking mm-hmm. for the beginning of the week, and then, and then we just stopped talking. But I didn't think too much of it because it happens. It's like my schedule. Yeah. And I don't, I wasn't keeping up with it either. So, but when he said that, and then also another red flag was he didn't say, Hey, sorry, but I forgot or whatever. But can I make it up to you? Let's meet up on this day. You know, he didn't say any of that. So I just kind of left it at that, whatever. I moved on with my life. Flash forward to a month later, one month later, uh, I get out of work and then he, this is Labor Day weekend that Friday. He's like, Hey, I didn't see you at the football game yesterday. Please. So long story short, he asks me to hang out that weekend in my head. I'm like, should I go? Should I not go? I don't know. We haven't Mm -hmm. talked in a month. Like this is weird. Um, But I was like, hey, whatever. I'm just going to go. Why not? So we meet up. It's super nice. His whole thing was like, sorry, I've been uh, just getting the hang of things. It's been such a, whatchamacallit, like schedule change or routine. It's been such a change in routine from what he was used to because he lived in a different, he went to residency at a different school for nine years and he just moved to Connecticut. 
Yeah, so. but it's like it's like I understand people getting busy, but getting busy for a whole month. Yeah, that's my thing. So I'm like, mm, why even go back? Ex- that's that's my thing. I'm like, why? why hit me up again so whatever I was like okay yeah cool whatever somehow we started getting uh we started talking about relationships I don't remember how this happened but we did he asked me he was like when do you think is do you think a year is a good amount of time to get married so marry within a year and I was like no No. I was like no 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 that's crazy especially like around our like the younger set like the 20s and early 30s that's that's fast I mean I totally there's people who meet someone and they're like this is it yeah but but also even if you even if you meet someone like that what's the rush yeah exactly that's my point it's like okay you it's been like within a year you're like okay this is my person but why rush into it so fast? You have so I much. Know. I think you have to live together first before you decide that too. I think like living together is the ultimate test about how compatible you are. For sure. Also just, there's just, oh my God, there's just so much. You don't know that person well enough within a year. Like you said, you, you don't know, you haven't lived with them. So then I told him, I was like, but if by two years, ideally, you don't know if this is the person you're going to marry, then what are you doing? Yeah, you should have an idea at least by that, at that point, you should have an idea. You should be able to picture your life like three years down the line, four years down the line. Exactly. So we talked about that and then he told me how that was kind of what his past relation was like. So overall, we had a really good conversation. It was very different than any other date just because he is older. Um, so we had a good time. We ended up going to a different bar after. And then he walked me home and that was that. And then he texts me like, hey, oh no, he says, this is funny. He says, so let's not let another month go by before hanging out. And in my head, I'm like, uh. Um, yeah, um, whose fault was that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, I, I wish I had said something like more snarky, but I was literally like, okay, yeah, whatever. Just let me know. Like I wasn't thinking. Um, and then he texts me if I got home okay, blah, blah, blah. And then we haven't texted since. Well, last night, he, because he had told me that he was flying for an interview, was covering a football game, and then was covering an MMA fight, and he posted on his story. So I kind of, I was like, oh, did you have any crazy injuries? And then we started talking from there. So we actually have talked since. It's just, for me, it's weird because part of me is like, is this because he's older and he's just not an avid texter? Or no, this is a him problem, right? And I, th- I think he, from what I got from it, he has a lot of soul searching to do. He has a lot to figure out about his life, and I also think he's conflicted about hanging out with me. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things. Like I think he's just not sure, and also he's in such a stage where he doesn't. I don't, it doesn't seem like he has time for a relationship. Yeah, and despite his age being or suggesting that he does, because you typically want to start looking for like mm-hmm. a serious committed relationship when you get older yeah. I think that he's not at that stage yet no I don't think so and that's something we talked about but that'll be for another episode so let's get into the uh oh also I have another date planned for next week so I'll let you guys know how that goes. um so let's go into so you covered the toxic like romantic relationships yeah we should talk about toxic like friendships because 
we've both experienced that together, actually, not with each other, but <laughs> unfortunately, with uh, a roommate. So, where to even begin with that? Do you want to start? Oh, gosh, I, I guess it's, I just think so. We kind of covered all of the signs and us, all of the things that you would kind of typically see in like a toxic situ- situation. Uh, I think that, again, our friend that we had, it wasn't necessarily a totally toxic relationship. I think there were just a lot of parts of it that were toxic. Mm-hmm. And one being massive insecurity oh, that yeah. was projected onto us as friends. Um, and it wasn't even anything we did necessarily. It was at all stuff that she had to work on within herself. Yes, 100%. Can, exactly. And it didn't even, it didn't start off bad. Like it was all really good until we moved in. Before this, we'd only hung out maybe an hour at a time. Yeah. So often we didn't live with the person. And I feel like then it's almost like your true colors are showing. Yes. Because you can't hide. You can't put a fake, uh, you can't put an act on for just an hour. You're literally living in the same space with somebody. I agree. I guess for me, it started when I invited her to a party over the summer to my friend's house. And it was, she was dating somebody at this time, like a serious committed relationship. We went to my friend's party. And this is the first time that two of my home friends are meeting her. And, and it was super fun, whatever. But we get there and the whole time she was complaining how guys weren't looking at her. Like, what, how come guys weren't talking to her? And I was telling her, I'm like, but you're in a serious relationship. Why does it matter? <laughs> like, it doesn't. You have somebody at home that, like, loves and cares about you. Like, why does the attention of these random, like, guys matter? <laughs> They're not that great. You want to feel validated. And yeah. it, it, it is, like, an insecurity thing. Yeah. And she was saying, like, they keep looking at you, too, at me and my friend. And I'm like, I know these guys since, like, high school. <laughs> like, I've known them for a long time. It, and I'm, I'm like, honestly, they're not that big of a deal. <laughs> like, it's not that big of a deal. So confused. Long story short, that day, the next day, my two friends are like, Elia, what's up with your friend, Katie? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, they were like, that's so weird. She got emotional for, like, nothing related to her. Like, yeah. that happened to her but whatever it was weird so I think that's where it all kind of like the yeah I think we started like this like insecurity I really is just insecurity it leak out in almost every aspect of our relationship with her so like she didn't necessarily like some of the signs of toxic relationships like you leave the conversation with her feeling worse than you did before or you leave hanging out feeling unhappy because of the the situation like it was just it was it started becoming in such a way that like even on her birthday that was a good we it was supposed to be an amazing night a fun night even on her birthday we all left this celebration feeling absolutely horrible it was that was like the climax of everything because i feel like it like things had been building up building 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 mm-hmm. She would kind of make backhand, like uh, snarky comments, very passive aggressive. And it all kind of led up to her birthday. 
And living with her, it felt like we were walking on eggshells. Oh Literally, my gosh, yeah. Say anything, do anything. And it's all insecurity. And she projected all of that onto us. So then we get to um, where her birthday party was going to be, which is at a club. Well, let's just preface this by saying before we went out, she created rules for us. Oh, yes. She said, rule number one, nobody goes, like, nobody leaves me, basically. Nobody leaves my side. You can't, if you have to go to the bathroom, let me know. Like, rules were established before we left for a club because of this girl worrying that we weren't going to spend all of our time and attention on her. Oh, so it makes me so mad just to think about it. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. So the bathroom line obviously is a little long because it's a club. So we maybe are gone for like 10 minutes tops Mm -hmm. because we have to wait in line. We have to go. And then like it it just takes time. So we're 10 minutes tops. Elia probably went to go say hi to this guy for like five minutes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, literally five minutes. We come back, and it was like World War Three. It was like we had just killed her puppy. It was it was insane, and so she's crying. She's saying, "I had one rule: stick with me. One rule. It's all about me, and you broke it. So you're basically uninvited to this yeah. party. So we're trying to get back into our VIP section, we don't think anything's wrong at this point. We just thought we went to the bathroom. Yeah. And her mom, her own mother, steps up to the edge of the VIP and puts her arm out so that none of us can get in. Like a child, basically. Yep. Like a child. So we're trying to get in and she's like, no, she doesn't want to talk to you. She doesn't, no one's, no one's coming in. She doesn't want to talk to you. So we're, we're disinvited from her birthday because we had to go to the bathroom. But then when she got mad at you for going to the bathroom, that's when I was like, okay, this is not a me thing, a you thing. This is her own. This issue. is a her problem. Yeah. And we get home and who all hell breaks loose. So Aaron and I share a room. So we go into our room, we close the door, whatever. We were like, what the heck just happened? All of a sudden we hear Katie screaming, yelling, and her cousins in the apartment too, screaming, yelling, throwing things. She broke a mirror against the wall, guys. She broke a mirror. She grabbed one and screamed and threw it against the wall, shattered it to a million pieces. Yes. And Aaron and I are in our room like, what the heck is going on? Like, we haven't said a word to her. We just come in, go inside our room, and we're like, okay, that was crazy. Well, because we were crying on the entire ride home. I, oh, was, yeah, yeah. I was crying. I was just like, what's going on? I felt so blindsided. Uh, so I was so upset. All I wanted to do was take off my makeup and go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she, so it turns out the reason that she's having this fit, partly probably due to alcohol, yes. but secondly, because we're, we did not make essentially did not make this birthday night about her. Yeah. And she didn't have the time of her life like she was supposed to. Yeah. And she brought everything that happened that night was brought upon herself or skewed in her brain to be bad. Yes. Yep. It was so bad. And for me, I guess I get into 
a really like I get very annoyed because I do not like when people you shouldn't have to make people like it that shouldn't it comes naturally it, it yeah. should come naturally you shouldn't question it, it's a lack of trust as well you yeah. should question your own friends intentions and yeah. she questioned us as friends and in with it without reason yeah it and was then, it was like and if you're a true friend are you really gonna let your friends be stranded at a club 45 minutes from their apartments like even no matter how mad you are at somebody are you gonna threaten their safety yeah uh, it's it was awful and also like for birthdays, when we go out for our birthdays, we're not like, okay, guys, pay attention to me. Like, we literally just want to go out and have fun with our friends. That's and all we do things for each other because we care about each other. Yeah. So <laughs> this, this whole breakout was happening in, in the apartment. And we were just like listening from our bedroom, wondering what's going on. Uh, flash forward to her talking to us individually because her cousin actually convinced her to have conversations with us. She talks to me. Everything goes fine because in this moment, I'm not trying to argue with her. I'm just trying to calm her down. I'm saying, listen, I know you're upset. I want to help in any way, but I'm, I'm just having trouble understanding why you're yeah. upset. And so she tried to explain it to me. She explained that she was mostly mad at Elia uh, for whatever reason, I actually can't remember, but, and she was mad that, you know, we're always quote unquote, um, doing our own thing or whatever. We're not paying enough attention to her. And I said, okay, sure. Great. I'm like validating all of her concerns, but I'm not agreeing with her. I'm just validating them. And the conversation goes, well, we kind of ended there. Then it's time to talk to really? Uh, I honestly can't remember exactly how this, like what we just, talked about it was maybe five minutes went by and yeah. there was screaming i i was yeah. i was in the living room waiting for the conversation to be over thinking it would be over quick and five yeah. minutes maybe goes by and they're screaming yeah i will say you handled it so well i think for me i was not having it for me it was like i didn't obviously i, I didn't say anything i like heard her out but i one was not gonna apologize because I did not do anything wrong. And I'm the kind of person that if I do something wrong, I will own up to it and I will apologize because I feel, I will feel awful. Like I feel super guilty. Or if somebody like tells me like, hey, this, like you kind of did this and this is how it made me feel. And I'm like, oh shoot, I didn't realize that my actions like, like hurt you like that. And I'm really sorry. Like, but with her, she was coming from way left field where I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is childish and immature. I was not having it. So she's telling me all of this. And I'm like, okay, okay. Like saying all these things where I knew a hundred percent that they were a hundred always fault. Like everything she was telling me was, were lies and false because she was like, or at least she believed somehow or made yeah. in her brain that it was true. So and maybe they weren't false to her, but they were definitely to everybody else in this apartment false. And so then she starts attacking my character as in who I am as a person. I forgot what she said. Do you remember what she said? I do not remember. No, it was just like, you were basically just saying you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Really going at me like my, as a person. And I was like, okay, this is 
absolutely ridiculous. And then I was getting infuriating. It just got heated. It got heated. And so so heated volume of their conversation rose. Yes. And it was, I walk in because it's getting so loud to the point where I'm like kind of worried. Yes. I'm saying what's happening. Cause she's yelling at me. Like I'm there. Okay. I will say maybe I did sound a little bit condescending. I have no idea how my tone came off. It doesn't matter what you said. But she was getting like louder, louder, like coming towards me at me. So that's all on her. And that shows who she is because I'm not that kind of person. I'm never, that's just not who I am. If you can't talk in a, like have a normal conversation with me, then no, I'm not going to, I'm not an aggressive person like that. I'm not going to, I don't like that's to me, fighting is absolutely ridiculous. Like it's very immature, very catty, like so stupid. Yeah. I was, I was shocked. I just can't believe like I walked in and she was that physically aggressive. Yeah. Maybe meant like verbally aggressive, but physically aggressive. That's where I draw the line. That's where I'm just like, no, that cut it off right now. It was like Our cousin again saves the day. Yeah, seriously. He was absolutely amazing. And so, yeah, that was I've never been that's been the only situation I've I've been in a place like that with somebody that was actually terrifying. Yeah. We had to live he, with She had to be physically removed from the room. Yeah. Her and cousin was, dragged her out cuz she was about to swim. And I was just like the fact that somebody has so much hate towards me when I've literally, I haven't, I didn't do anything that would, like, that would warrant that kind of warrant that kind of hate and anger. Yeah, and it, was it was just like, all honestly like within herself, and I think that she had been holding on to these issues for a very long time and never kind of came out with them. So it, it all just boiled, it all bubbled up and boiled, and then that was like the final straw. Yeah, it was the final straw. Oh, and then other things were happening behind the scenes that we later found out that we won't talk about, but we were like, shoot. And she never told any of us, which I thought was ridiculous. And then even when we moved out, because our lease ended, I just thought how her family handled it too. Like, yeah, we- it's just like her family doesn't know us and her family doesn't really know what happens besides her cousin. Yeah. So for her to be... So we're walking in, we're unpacking, we're packing actually everything to leave our apartment and my parents are with me and her mom doesn't say a word. Doesn't even acknowledge. Doesn't acknowledge our existence basically. And I'm just like, how immature do you have to be to not even say hello to my parents? Yeah. And then my, my dad comes in and like granted our parents know the whole story they know everything that's happened they knew everything that happened with like the lease and the other issues that were going on and then my dad goes in he's like oh hey how are you katie like literally so nice and he knows what's going and then they didn't even say anything and i was like you can act civil that's so (laughs) ridiculous that's crazy and there were like conversations that happened afterwards with me and then with you which i thought the conversations were absolutely insane like kind of her justifying why she was being aggressive she pretty much said that i mean there was nothing wrong with her like like her her exact words were that's how adults do things like with aggressiveness and fighting like physically fighting that's how she grew up or something and that's how adults do like that that's not how adults do things this is the real world like let's not go there 
yeah, it was just, it was just very unhealthy. So I think that was a friendship that wasn't, didn't start off toxic, but it became actually toxic towards the end where we didn't feel comfortable living in our apartment. We, it was, it was awful. Like it was an awful like time. And luckily we had each other to rely on. I think sometimes people don't even have that. No, thank you. I'm glad that we had each other. It's just, that was not a good scenario. Yeah. We kind of went off on a tangent there. So (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed our story. Yeah. And again, like a lot of toxicity comes from, it usually stems from insecurities, anxieties, and it's people projecting, yeah, projecting trust issues, like abandonment issues, a ton of different things where people are so afraid of others not, and like self-love issues because at the end, and we've all struggled with that. We've all struggled with insecurities, but this is kind of the extreme of that. Like what can happen if, if you really get in your head, if you really let the anxiety take over and it's not healthy. And in her situation, I mean, I hope that she has like, I hope she's learned to overcome some of the issues that she was dealing with internally. Because that's not a a fun to like her herself. Like that's not fun to let, like that's awful to feel that way deep inside Definitely. So I honestly wish her the best of luck. I hope she's doing well. Um, but I'm happy that we got out of that. Same. I'm very happy. <laughs> like, and then other than that, we've never had friend issues <laughs> like that ever. No, I've never we're very like good about life. Yeah. Also, I feel like our friendship is we're very independent. Like with all our friends. Yeah very like we hang out all the like we hang out a lot but not every single day we never have to be texting each other all the time we're we have a very independent friendships and I think with her it was very codependent like she would latch on to all of us and she couldn't be 100% by herself yeah and that's like you need to have confidence like in yourself I think to be an independent person and if you need another person for validation then there's an issue yeah a hundred percent so that was our uh toxic relationship talk so i hope you guys enjoyed it if you have any questions you'd like to know more obviously i won't give out names or anything like that but in terms of knowing more on how to handle these situations because i learned a lot from it i learned how to better approach things um kind of setting your pride aside and having uh constructive like very good constructive conversations so let us know what you think of this episode um and if there's anything else you'd like to hear on the podcast all right let's go to brunch a cup of fresh Relax and take it slow. Just enjoy the show. I'ma get you another mimosa and a side of salmon. And have you tried the quiches yet? Them shits is out this planet. And you need some antioxidants, some pomegranate. And if you wanna take a